Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think. Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. Burn, baby, burn. I don't know where that came from. But. You, 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 you got to work on... Uh, yeah. <laughs> what did Palmer have the last show? Uh, he used greeting, greeting. With some girl squeal or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Goat bleeding, I don't know. Yeah, that was it. Goat bleeding, yeah. Yeah, I, I told Palmer long ago, I was like, you stick with greetings, greetings. He tries to get creative. I'm like, ah, ah, It just ah. goes nowhere. <laughs> Not working. It's just, it's just like a... flat every time. Yeah. It's like a like a whoopee cushion of uh, excitement when he uses Speaking something of else. Creative it's, people. A, it's a UP Michigan upbringing. You just get so cold you can't think. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's cold. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Go Wolverines. Wolverines? No. Wolves? What is the mascot of uh, Michigan Tech, John? Uh, Huskies. Huskies. Oh, describing the women. No. <laughs> no, those are the snow cows. <laughs> oh, I did not say that. That was all you, John. I'm just saying. I will not I will not be responsible for the content of the yes. show. I'm an, Iowa, I'm an Iowa State grad. So yes. you know the difference between Iowa, Iowa. A, a girl from Iowa and Bigfoot? Less hair. One has hair all over its body and smells, and is eight feet tall. And the other lives. And the in other the has big feet. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. That's bad. Mm. That's bad. It's a I'll wonderful you, state. There are some beautiful women in the Midwest. I will. T- I will. I will tell you this. I I married really one. prefer a Midwest woman than I prefer a coastal woman. You know, there's too much focus on. Just being like ultra scrawny and I don't know out down on the coast. You guys looking at me like I'm They're crazy. Kind of wholesome, just wholesome listening. I like like ladies. a normal woman. You know that's there you go. that's yep. for me. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a regular somebody that likes looking, corn dogs and deep yeah, somebody, fried somebody butter, who looks you know? somebody who looks like normal. <laughs> That's my kind of woman. Some right good there. southern hospitality. Cooking. I don't. I don't need. Bug, um, I don't need freakishly, you know, bizarre, you know, skinny and uh, take a couple of ribs out, Barbie imitator. Right, right, and you know, plastic surgery and all that crap. <laughs> yeah, I cannot stand that. I think. Yeah, like, I think no, good down home. I think Nebraska boobs and all that stuff com. is horrible. I cannot stand that. I'm that's like a total travesty of of justice. I like like regular, just regular old. I don't need to look anything other than just like be natural. That for me is a win. There you have it. Good yeah. old Midwest. 
Well, hopefully. Oh. We welcome all. <laughs> Even you, Jamel. <laughs> well, don't go that For far. a little while. That'd be a big mistake. Big mistake, I'm saying. When are you going to come to visit Blickman Engineering? Soon? Well, when are we distributing in... Uh... Not soon enough. <laughs> in your state. When we are, you find me a great distributor, I'm, I'm all over it. Monarch Beverage. Let's Monarch. do it. You talk to Monarch, just tell them they got to have this heretic thing. All righty. We'll hook it up. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. And then I will be there. Done deal. Deal. We have, we have a deal. Steve, who's... Witness. Not really trustworthy, uh, has witnessed. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't think Steve, you're going to hold up in a court of law. They're we gonna, should do, a, do they another brew play the John porno tapes and, you know, there we go. I'd be instantly discredited, yeah. We should do a what? Another John Brewing with John and Jamil contest. Yes. Somebody talked to me. Uh, so I was in uh, Boston. <laughs> talked to a lovely man. Uh, works at a software. <laughs> I can't even draw up his name right now. He met with us two nights, two pint nights in a row. And uh, just great. Took a picture with him. Uh, really, really nice guy. Um, you know, real passionate about brewing. And he said when the contest was announced, he bought himself. A top tier system, just Sweet. because of the contest. And he said, "Did Blickman do okay on that? I mean, did did he see an uptick in <laughs> in sales of of systems?" I'm like, "I I don't know. It doesn't I, I matter. Guess it, was okay. it was fun, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he really like measured the results of it, but I can't measure anything that comes out of your guy's mouth." <laughs> 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 It depends what's coming out of our mouths. I mean, what's been put into our mouths and then pulled out of our mouths and put into our mouths and pulled out of our mouths. I don't know. You can measure. Is this going to an Adam and Eve segue? Good intro, yeah. No. um, (laughs) No, I I would say uh, I I think a lot of people, you know, pulled the trigger. You know, they've been necessarily looking at uh, getting a Blickman system, but they pulled the trigger because of that that uh, offer to brew with uh, all of us. We need to do this again. I, I think so. And I told them, I said, well, I think John wants to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do it out in, in Indiana. Yeah. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. It could, be, it could be a brew easy uh, contest this we, time. We, there you have it. We get, uh, you know, uh, we we get a distributor out there. Maybe, maybe I could be, I could be enticed. I'll get Aaron on this. Okay, I think you know, I you know, I am so important now, and uh, I have so little time for the small people in my life now. I, I'm just saying, uh, I think it's it's become. Uh, Oh, damn it, I'll just be there. That's fine. He'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Did you know that... We were talking about doing another Kevin one for a Bacon couple of years. Kevin Bacon is now a commercial brewer. Oh, really? Yes. How? how uh, what's his uh, mash technique? He's on a seven-barrel system now. Kevin Bacon. Whereabouts? Like the Kevin Where? Bacon. The guy I'm, I'm separated we less than to, six degrees from? No, that we went to in uh, in Tahoe. Oh, oh yeah, I yes, know that. that. Yes, yes, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Who won? Yes. Who won the whole deal with the the top yes. tier stand? Yeah. yeah. If you Get win this, Excellent. you would be a commercial brewer too. I'm just saying that's that's your next step. Yeah. yeah Kevin Drake. Drake. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Drake. Drake. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> You're the one that called him Kevin Bacon. <laughs> no, you did. No, you, Roll you the tape back. Fra- you coined that phrase. No, you said Kevin Bacon. Uh, no, I said that, but right, and I'm but, just like, what the hell? But you're you're the one that gave him that nickname, and in fact, I did. You were sleeping in his garage, or <laughs> laying down in his garage on on shipping. All right, packing. So, so stuff. this is how the brew day will go. Palmer and Blickman will be trying to drill new holes in your gear <laughs> and mount something new on your brew system. I will be tired and laying down on a sack of malt. I'll bitching dr- about his back. I and my back will be hurting me. I will drink a bunch and every once in a while I will point out something that is useful. And then John and I will go and up go, and down the street on skateboards. Right. And then they'll go <laughs> off and do some other shit, but you know, I I'm telling you, I I carry my weight mm-hmm. to to sit in your brewery while you do this. What were we going to talk about on this show? PH. Well, PH. Well, first off, we're going to talk about how, how great a sponsor Blickman Engineering is. Yeah. And, and been taking care of us for eight years. Been paying for the show so you don't have to. If you enjoy that, this show, then besides needing some psychiatric help, you should get yourself over to BlickmanEngineering.com. Tell them how much you love that they provide this show for you for free. Uh, all it costs you is an email to John at BlickmanEngineering.com to keep this thing going. Just tell them how much you, you appreciate that. Uh, and love to hear from you guys. Yeah, yeah. He he likes he likes uh, the, you know, the long, wordy stories that you explain everything that's happened to you in your life. Um, for me, not so much. You just if you got <laughs> if you got to communicate with me, it's one question per email, and then I'm I'm good with that. Right. And I, I, you don't want the rest of you to feel left out. So, I mean, even if you don't enjoy the show, you can still, you know, write John and tell him. Okay, so we love ma- to hear the from majority you. of you. And, just and go more ahead. More than and, one question is fine. Even if you think this sucks, just send him send him an email, anyways. Right. Just say Jamil sucks, but the rest of you are great. Right, right. Yeah, that's going to happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> right, so <laughs> this show is going to be a Q and A show about pH. Bring it on. We're ready. We're ready? All right. Let's do this. Let's first take a short break. When we come back, uh, Porno Steve will be all geared up with your questions right after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack 
stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. The great John Blickman in studio. Uh, and we are answering your questions. 
If you have questions for Bruce Strong, you send them into Bruce Strong at the Brewing Network dot com, and it only takes either three minutes or thirty years for us to answer your question. We have knocked the backlog down to about five hundred questions. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not pretty good. too bad. And we're talking and we, pH and little we, p, big H, right? And we get like five to seven questions in per show. So a hundred shows from now. We should be able to be at zero. Of course, there are questions that come in. And we, we appreciate your questions, so send them in. We don't mind. It's job security for John and I. That's Indeed. Right. All right. Porno Steve, our first question. All right. This one's from Justin asking about MASH PH. No, Justin Crossley? Just, no, no. Nope. He doesn't know what MASH Justin... PH is. <laughs> Cisco. He doesn't know what MASH is or PH is. So there you go. Hey, guys, I'll get right to it. I work as a chemist and have a good understanding of pH, I hope. However, there seems to be a lot of conflicting information on the ideal range for mash pH. My understanding is that 5.2 to 5.4 is ideal at mash temps, while 5.4 to 5.8 is the best range when measuring a cooled sample at room temp. This has seemed to work for me in the past. However, I was recently listening to Brad Smith... And he corrected a speaker for describing an optimal range of 5.4 to 5.8. He said that he shoots for 5.2 at room temperature. I am in the process of running a few experimental batches to test this, but I can only devote so much of my brewing to experiments. Can you please clear up the debate of ideal mash pH and measurement temperature? Well, Justin, I, I think <laughs> that you're correct. I, I don't know if there was some misunderstanding on the other but yeah, it's uh, you know 5.2, 5.4 at, at mash temp. But, uh, you know, once the sample cools down to room temp, you're going to look at a, a 0.3 difference, and you're, you should be in the, you know, 5.5 five to 5.8 range. I mean, do you... Do, That's been my experience. Do my John's ex- yeah. experience something yeah. different? John, what's your... And one of the other things to factor in is the, uh, uh, the tolerance of the meter. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, true. You know, mm-hmm. so most are, you know, plus, plus a couple of points, mm-hmm. plus minus a couple of points. So yeah, point one, point uh, oh two, plus yeah. minus point oh two. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what, one of the things you got to when you talk about optimum pH, um, there's several, there's several issues to understand. One is um, optimal pH for what. Because right, right. there's lots of different parameters in the mash that you can ma- optimize. Um, are you talking about optimum yield, optimum flavor, optimum lauderability, optimum fermentability? See, um, John, you're gonna you're gonna screw them up here. You're you're giving too much information. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so um, in terms of optimum yield. The alpha and beta amylase enzymes uh, work best, you know, synergistically um, at around 5.5 to 5.8 at uh, room temp. But if when you look at the final, you know, beer character, um, lower mash pHs uh, at room temperature, 5.2, 5.4, seem to give... A more refined beer flavor in pale beers uh, than the five eight to f- five five to five eight. Um, dark beers 
Again, a little lower pH seems to give a little bit better flavor, 5.4 to 5.6 kind of thing. Um, even though optimum yield is a little bit higher in pH, um, in looking at the wort pH that comes out of the mash, a little bit lower uh, seems to refine that flavor a bit. So there's a lot of opinion to wade through in terms in in talking about optimum pH. And this is why you seem to get you know, conflicting information in the literature. All right, John, I love you, but here's here's the here's the down and dirty. All okay. right. And this is how you screw people up. I love you, but here's how you screw people up. You get them thinking about uh, yield and things like this that they should not be thinking about. Yield okay. can be compensated right? for easily. Right. A little bit more grain. Nobody should be thinking about freaking yield. This is where we get people going. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, my my uh, efficiency is only like sixty five percent. Oh my god, what do I do? I need to be at ninety five. No, fuck no. You don't need to be. You don't need to be focused on that. You should focus on what John was just saying about you know flavor and you know quality and the and the perception of quality. That's the that's, advantage that's, you know, homebrewers have. This is this is the thing about my my beloved friend John Palmer. He's a brilliant man who will tell you his his brain is capable of thinking through all the spectrum of possibilities, and he is identifying all the things that are happening. He's answering your question in the detail that covers from A to Z, the reality <laughs> of brewing, right? The problem is most of us cannot comprehend We're not what, is, what, is, what is happening in that guy's head. And he is laying all this stuff out. But when he goes to brew, and the thing that he is not telling you is he looks towards quality of the end product. Right. And so he's, he's answering your question fully, and I love him for that. But I tell you, John, you need to understand these people... That are listening. The short answer. No. They they need they need. Well, no, I I think they appreciate the the long answer. I do, do too. But what you need to say at the end is you should focus on the beer quality. You know what's the final quality? That's that's you need to wrap up with that. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what you do when you brew, right? That you're is looking, true. You're yes. looking at for the best flavor, the best quality, the best you know result. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know all these other things. So you you just need to wrap it around for that. I'm just saying, I, I think you're one of the most brilliant people I know. But you're 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 <laughs> steering these people wrong because you fill them up with all this information, and then they go off, and then they'll be like, you know, I was going for five nine for optimum uh, extract efficiency, and uh, you know the beer tastes like shit. I'm like, well, you know, because quality. you shouldn't be going for that. You go for quality every time. Yeah. Okay. You know, five two to five four for pale beers, <laughs> five four to five six for dark beers. There you go. Indeed. Done. You know, and and one of the other things to factor in is malt is a biological thing, and it's not calibrated that is true. as highly as we would like it to be. We all want our biological thing to be highly calibrated. Yes. But it, it, that it said, it is shocking how repeatable modern malts are. Right. If your water remains the same and your malt remains the same, you're going to get the same pH and result. 
That said, you should be checking your water and checking your pH of your mash. I'll tell you what, you know, one of the best things out there uh, that I found is the uh, Lamott uh, Brew Lab and Brew Lab Plus. Indeed. Uh, for home brewing. Yep. Uh, at, at Heretic, we use the Brew Lab Pro, which has got you know a few more uh, tests in it. Um, uh, and if you got a brewery and you don't have a Brew Lab Pro, what the hell are you doing? I mean, maybe you already know everything about testing your water, but you should test your water at least weekly. So it's a it's a inexpensive way to ensure that the water for your brewery. You're, you're adjusting for changes. Don't let it catch up with you when you taste the final beer and say, oh, my God, uh, it tastes like crap. What happened? No. Why test, the face? Test your water before you, before you brew. Use the Brew Lab Pro for that. The Brew Lab is the homebrew version of that, and the Brew Lab Plus is the homebrew version of that with a really nice pH meter. Uh, it's only 70 bucks more than the Brew Lab. Uh, Which is a deal. Right, because it's a $115 meter. I don't think you can get off of eBay for for seventy bucks. No freaking way. Uh, it's a and nice those guys meter. you know are going to pick a quality pH oh, yeah. meter, and that's a huge deal. My guys in my in, at, at my brewery prefer that meter over every meter I've bought. That has been everywhere from like six hundred dollars to uh, the cheapest one I bought was one hundred and seventy five, and they like that one out of the Brew Lab Pro. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, this is the best one. Why did you pick such crappy meters, Jamil? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. But uh, Obviously, easy. the Lamont guys know what the hell they're doing. Well, and I don't. I know that. But they do. That's why the kit's easy to use. It's accurate. You get at least 50 tests out of it. You know, you're talking tops, two, buck, two bucks a test. And that's like you how many? That's like three years of Right, it will running. last you a long time. Uh, you don't have to check every moment, uh, you know, through your brew, but you know, you check every time you brew. It's going to ask you, last you a long time. Uh, you know, Palmer loves it. I love it. I think it's well worth. Uh, you sh- you should have one of these kits. I give my seal of approval to uh, the Lamotte kits. Uh, check them out, Lamotte dot com. Uh, if you can't if if you can't find it at your local brew shop, ask them why. Just say this is the best kit. Uh, you know, Jamel and Palmer. Say this is the best one. You should have it here in your store, and uh, they will bug Lamont to to get the kits. There you go. This, Indeed, this is the best thing. There you go. All right, uh, and then you can check your pH on your mash. There you go, with a nice accurate meter. All right, uh, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more of your questions right after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tons. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. 
So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. Quality music, I'm just saying. Indeed. All right. We're back. We are uh, live with our good friend John Blickman and John Palmer. And we are talking about uh, pH. Your your Q and A questions. All right, next question, Steve. All right, this one's from Charlie. They're asking about mash pH and adding dark grains. If I want to try the Gordon Strong method of cold steeping dark grains and adding in the result at the very end, do I just mash pH as if the dark grains are not in the mix at all? Thanks for considering my question. I talked with this guy in person, and. Uh, mm. So here's here's the issue is if so I, I appreciate everybody want to do uh, you know the magical mystical oh you steep your dark grains separately all this stuff the problem is this fundamental problem is this it's not pH of one point in the process it's the pH that goes through from your very beginning to the end finished beer if you are adjusting your pH of your mash. And getting a proper mash, and then you add all these uh, dark grains at the end that actually drop the pH, you may not end up with the, the proper pH in the kettle and in the ferment and in the finished beer. It's better to add your dark grains to the mash 
and I've said this time and time again, add your dark greens to the mash. It's not harsher. It's not any of this stuff. Add it to the mash, and then adjust your pH of your mash properly, and then everything will follow along through the boil and through the ferment, and you will end up with the proper pH at the end. Now, anybody can disagree with me on this, but that's that's the 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 fundamental reality of you know brewing from step to step people get too focused on one step of the process and start screwing with that one step of the process and the end result is not correct because it is a natural process all the way through so i agree completely less complicated right 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 just just dial that one in at, at you know with all your grains and just Go from there. That's how it's been done for millennia, and it's worked. I don't think you're making it better. I'm just saying. All right. Um, All right, here's a question from another John from New York. We all know that the optimum pH for mash is around 5.2, but why is that? What are the effects of it being too high or too low? Does it affect efficiency or beer flavor? What is the best way to adjust? What is the best way for a home brewer to test pH strips or an electric meter? Well, the last question's easy. Yes, electric meter. Yeah. Yeah. The, the test strips just don't have the accuracy to differentiate between the tents. Um, I mean, you know, you're trying to, I, you're trying to target 5.2, you say. Um, with, the, with test strips, you know, you're going to be looking 5.4, 5.2, 5.0, you really, it's hard to be sure. Uh, get a meter, then you can differentiate between, you know, 5.2.0, 5.25, 5.3, uh, no problem. So, uh, with regard to why 5.2, well, that is, uh, that is a, P, a mash pH where you have a good compromise between high yield with the Optima for the amylase enzymes at you know in the five five to five eight uh, area, um, and then as well as uh, better hop isomers or more refined hop flavor at the lower pH, uh, better proteolysis, uh, better wort fan. Um, there's a lot of a lot of parameters that come together in the mash, and so when you select an optimum pH. You're actually optimizing across several parameters. And Jamil will probably be good for you to chime in here and sort that out, sort out what I just said. No, I, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, oh. <laughs> surprisingly so. No, no. No, I agree with everything you say all the time. I just uh, t- tend to recast it in my own uh, bizarre view. Um <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you 100, percent and and that's one of the things you know people are looking for great you know hop character in a lot of beers, and you know their pH is off in their mash, and they're like, well, why is my beer hoppy? It's like, well, you didn't get the mash right, you know, you didn't get this right, you didn't get fermentation right, you didn't get the boil right. All that stuff leads to the proper pH in the beer, 
and you get this nice, bright, hot presence. If the pH ends up too high, you end up with, uh, you know, harsh uh, presence. Well, or it, it it can go, you know, too high or too low. You can end up with, uh, you know, t- a muted hot presence. You can yeah. end up with a harsh hot presence, and uh, you know that's all because the pH range of the finished beer is off. Uh, so being able to check that, I, you know, it was totally cool. <laughs> it was somebody on uh, Facebook or Twitter. They were uh, checking some beers that they had in their fridge, <laughs> and so they they cracked them open. They're just like, here's a fresh one of some commercial beer. They're like, well, here's a fresh one, and here's like the older one. Here's the pH difference between the two. Here's the clear. They were like, they were like checking the whole thing out. I was just like. How totally cool that you know you are so into into beer that you want to know the pH of what you're drinking. It's mm-hmm. like you know, but but that just has a you know a, a huge impact on uh, you know flavor, and that that's why water is important. That's why the mash is important. That's why boil is important. That's why fermentation is important because. Oh, yeah. Every step of the way, it changes the pH. And if you're not starting with the proper thing, uh, you end up just completely off, and the and the flavor's off. And that's that's the the key fundamental. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've noticed time and time again, the uh, water chemistry is huge influence on the mass pH. And that's one of the things that you know with John's book on water that. Really helped me dial in my mash pH big time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great book. <clears throat> a lot of great information. I think you know you get that book, you get your Lamont test. Almost kit. as good as the yeast book. Oh, yeah. eh, not quite, but you know, yeah, the yeah. yeast book. That's that's setting a high standard. I'm just saying that's almost unachievable parallelism. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what is uh, almost unachievable. It's the fine people at Great Fermentations. Their Indeed. customer service, I don't know that anybody else is achieving that level of customer service. And they have just about every Blickman product available for quick shipping out of their inventory. It's not like it's going to be a three-week uh, transship to they get something. They got it on the shelf, ready to go. Nice people. They know all about the Blickman products. They they have uh, probably the, the best knowledge of any online retailer about Blickman products. You call them and you ask them. Short of... Calling John Blickman himself, you're going to find out a lot about the products. They use Indeed. them. They 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 uh, they they uh, can answer all your questions about it. If you buy from them, they can take care of you. So uh, check them out. GreatFermentations.com. Good people. Good service. And uh, huge and variety of product. There yeah, you go. Yeah, it's John Blickman's homebrew shop. That is my local homebrew store. I've been shopping with him since 1992. Uh, Wonderful people. Can't ask for better. Well, you can, but you're not going to get it. No. I'm just saying. Especially if you're asking Jamel, you're just not. You're just going to get dick. That's yeah. what you're going to get. You're going to get lots of dick. Shat is kind of, <laughs> yeah. No, dick. I prefer dick. Oh, yeah. I mean, that sounded totally wrong. Uh, I'm just going right. to cut out that audio clip and save it. <laughs> I prefer dick. <laughs> that would be appreciated. Hey. Won't be the first time. All right. One more question, then we're going to take a break. All right. All right. This one, Dan is asking about calibrating pH meters with ATC. Hey, guys, and possibly Beverly Waka Waka. 
Waka Waka. Waka Waka. Waka Waka. I've heard Palmer talk a about... a look. <laughs> I've heard Palmer Everyone else talk said it. about how ATC adjusts for the temperature and will read the correct pH at mash temperatures, which is not necessarily what you want it reading. My question is, if I heat my calibration solution up to, say, 150, and then calibrate, can I measure my mash pH without cooling the sample to get the correct pH, or does hot calibration solution not act the same as hot wort? Yes. Ooh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, but, I mean, it, two things. One, yeah, the, the calibration solution is not going to change temperature uh, to the uh, change pH with temperature the same degree that the wort will. Um, in fact, uh, all why, worts. Why is, why is gonna, that? Well, because they're different solutions. The reason that pH changes with temperature is because uh, within any ions. solution, you have a, an assortment of compounds that are associating, disassociating, uh, reacting to, you know. Uh, they're changing their chemical activity, but it's fundamentally um, the high. They're big fat ions. liars, is what he's yeah? really boiling down to. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> the the all every solution is going to react to a change in temperature differently uh-huh. because there are different compounds in there. The calibration solutions are accurate to a pH of four and a pH of seven at room temperature. Indeed, mm-hmm. that's where they're designed to be used. Yes, there are charts that the manufacturer publishes, and you can get them on the web, um, that you know tell you what the, chi- the shift in temp- uh, pH with temperature will be. But it's, you know, it's not the same as the shift in wort uh, pH. And different worts, different beer styles, will have different temperature shifts. I mean, think about it. What's... Think of how different the wort character yeah. for a pilsner is versus a stout. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with you because it's the the hydrogen ions that are essentially no, determining no, pH. Yeah. No. I mean, yes, pH is a measure of hydrogen ion activity. Right. But the reason that you're measuring yeah. the pH of a solution is because you're measuring the total activity of that solution. Right. And but that I, is an equilibrium I, I, between all of the different uh, I ions. Don't, I in don't solution. imagine that, you know, one malt pill from another is so radically different that the, the change in temperature is going to be much more than the 0.3 that is very. What I experienced, because I, I tested. Every beer I did from, like, room temperature to, to mash temperature, and it was almost always 0.3. I mean, it was just so close to that that you're talking just incredible fractions of a pH. No. I, I don't know I'm, that. I'm talking the difference of between 2.27 uh, and 0.34 in the, in the latest data size I saw from Brees. Yeah, so just call it 0.3. Well, that's what everybody does, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It- and, and perhaps I, that's close I, I enough. I imagine you're talking that about the extremes, though, right? No, I'm just talking about uh, we we did a study um, that we presented at the MBAA in Jacksonville last summer, uh-huh. where we did uh, malt titrations, um, like like was described in the water book. Um, we tested uh, a lot of, uh, uh-huh. nearly all of Brees's malts, got the baseline pH, the distilled water pH. 
and uh, titrated the malt to find out the titratable acidity so that you could calculate or estimate your mash pH. Uh-huh. And uh, because they were to save time, uh, they were they did their uh, they measured their pHs at mash temperature. Uh-huh. So they did have to uh, find out the offset between room temp and mash temp for each of these malts. Uh-huh. And it varied for each malt between 0.27 and 0.36, I think, was the highest. But they're talking malts like the pale malt versus the roasted barley. Yes. Right. Yes. That's an extreme that is not re- realistic in brewing. Well, okay. That's, I you're see, talk, I see you're your talking point. about you, pale malt talking versus about, you know, an all roasted barley malt. Right. Right? Right. It's 0.3. Okay. Uh, you're talking about the extremes. When have you ever made... I, I, I could expect an all pale malt uh, mash. I, I, I grant you that. But I cannot uh, grant you an all roasted barley mash like making Sinmar. Right. That's the, that's where the, the 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 disconnect comes for me. Well, you yeah? also have to take you know wort strength into account as well. Oh, sure, sure. I I, I would agree with you that there's there's going to be some difference, but I think that the again we are we are driving these people down this path of obsessing over something that is not. They're losing focus. They're they're focusing on the trees and they they don't see the forest. Okay, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I you know, and again, I, well, I, along I, those lines, well, you know, really, you know, John's book on water, I, I have found if you pay attention to the calcium, yeah, you're going to, you're, you're going to get your mass, you're going to get into in the right those pH. ranges, yeah, yeah. and you're going to be good. Right, right. It's well, being and, reckless and not paying attention to what exactly. your water is that you're going to get into trouble. I would agree with that. And the other thing that I would I would throw out there about measuring uh, pH at work temperatures is most of the pH meters, um, you know, when you get up into those hot ranges, they're not really designed for that. They don't like that. You actually no. need to. I mean, it's it's a high end pH probe yeah. that can handle those high temperatures. And the reason that uh, they say ATC a lot of times is because. They're talking about, um, you know, just the mass of the device is driving down the temperature before it's read. Yes. Not because it actually adjusts for... Indeed. It doesn't have a separate separate temperature probe. You can get pH meters that have a Kind of like specific gravity meters. Right, right. You can have an actual <clears throat> temperature probe and then a pH probe. And the two together can give you an actual offset of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, temperature versus pH. Yeah, and that that in like in the in the Brew Lab Plus pH meter, that's what it is. It's an actual electronic AC, ATC mm-hmm. that measures the temperature solution relative to the calibration to the temperature it was calibrated at, and maintains calibration of the probe in that change of temperature. You know, between room temp and say ninety degrees, you know, seventy versus ninety or twenty two C versus thirty C. That's that's what that's a pH meter useful. with ATC yeah, yeah. is designed to right, accommodate right. is that kind of shift. Right. Not necessarily, you know, the hundred degree difference of mm-hmm. mash temperature mm-hmm. and room temperature. So yeah. 
So all all in a, all around the answer to the question the question that the person asked because you and I will debate all this stuff uh, time and time again. But yes, I think We're in violent agreement. Oh yeah, I think you're I think you're hundred percent right. Um, that you know the the solutions are not the same. Right. That uh, you know they're they're going to introduce a, a certain amount of error by trying to do this. Right. What I always did was I took an ice cube. I'd, I'd take my word sample with a with a metal spoon and an ice cube, and I just set the metal spoon on the ice cube. And within moments, it's you know down to uh, you know whatever temperature uh, yeah. you know. Just, and, you just got to get go. close to room temperature instead of mash temperature. Right. Error. The error becomes small. Yes. Indeed. I agree with you 100. percent All right. Uh, all right. Let's let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll have more of your questions right after this. Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says making great beer is hard. Making the same great beer every day is harder. Brewers Publications announces its latest release for breweries of any type and size. Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers by Mary Pelletieri. Proper quality management for small, regional, and national breweries is critical. Whether you are an established business or brand new, learn the best ways to create and manage a quality system in your brewery. This book will guide you in developing a comprehensive program that will grow with your brewery, help ensure quality processes in the brewery, and continue providing great beer for your fans. Quality management for breweries is critical for continued success. This guidebook teaches you to integrate quality management in every level of the operation. It will guide you in developing a comprehensive program to ensure quality processes in your brewery. Quality management, an essential guide for brewers, now available from Brewers Publications. Learn more at brewerspublications.com. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. heard about White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Lab's yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit White Lab's com to learn more about Pure Pitch, Flex Cell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com 
I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Learning to brew has never been so disgusting. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. Wrapping up another fine show with our good friend John Blickman and uh, Monsieur John Palmer. Monsieur. The Beeve. Monsieur. The Steve. The, the Beeve and the Steve. Beeve and the Steve. Somewhere twixt the Beeve and the Steve. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That's going nowhere in a hurry. <laughs> I, think, I, think I just put... Bacon, bacon coma. I, I am in a bacon, bacon coma. Going on. I just put bacon my headphones on. I, I realized you guys are talking, and I was like, "Oh, we're back." Right. So what did I miss? Oh, nothing. Oh, I'm sure we the didn't mention you at you all. Don't want to know. Yeah. I know. I don't. Right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We we have more questions, but we have like four or five from the chat room. I, I am told. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Would you like me to do this now? <laughs> Yes, a- yes, any, please. Anytime you're ready. <laughs> oh, what a hot mess I am. Okay. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Whatever. This question is from James. My question is related to pH and water profiles. When doing water additions, is it more important to build a water profile that suits the style of beer, or should I focus mainly on hitting the proper pH? For example, if I decide to, to make additions that will put my mash in the correct pH range, but I see that it throws my water profile out of the ideal range for the style. Is it better to try and achieve the desired water profile or keep the right mash pH? Keep the right mash pH. Yeah. Great job, guys. All right. Moving right along. However, that said, if you're following the right uh, profile, it, the pH should it's fall gonna into place. It's going to dial in. Yeah. Yes. Right. Because that's, that. that's how those, those beer those, styles right. developed. However, unfortunately, I think a lot of times people are like, well, the water of such and such is such and such. And it's like, you know, they drilled wells and because the, the water, local water sucked. And so they and drilled well. Changed. And, and the reason they were able to found a brewery at this location was because, oh, you know, they were able to drill a well and get different water. Yeah, and so yeah, you got to be careful about that. Mm. But I, yeah. I, I think we're all. That's why we're in agreement on pH, right? Okay, this goes back to our first show of the evening. <clears throat> Can you ask if serving temperature affects head retention? I'm, I'm sorry, affects head formation or head retention? 
serving temperature. I, I, I think to the extent that uh, CO2 uh, will uh, come out of solution more rapidly in a warmer beer versus a colder beer, I think that, that that would be the extent of the impact on head retention. I might be wrong. Uh, John, you got any opinion on that? Or no, I think that that's my that's my feeling too Good at this feel. point. I mean, I haven't seen any discussion of uh, like in Bamford's book on foam about uh, temperature effects. So, okay. good question though. Yeah. Uh, same uh, same person. This is from Bleeding Saint. Is it a good idea to use five two if you don't know your water profile? I will have to say no. Um, if you don't know your water profile, then you really don't know how much to add. And if you know your water profile, then there are better additives than 5.2. You can get where you need to go without 5.2. Is that what you're saying, John? Yeah. Uh, 5.2 is is a general band-aid for uh, getting pH in the in the in the region, but um, it's not gonna it's not gonna get you down to five two. It's gonna get you more like in the five six range. Um, and it's, if you, if you it's have a, a lighter water, you know. Uh yeah. Uh, less, uh, you know, less calcium and less, less, you know, yeah. alkalinity and all that. Does that get you better, or should well, you use it on it, the? I've never understood exactly where the best, the optimum time to use five two is. Well, you're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to put it um, into your water, into the mash. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, what it is. But it's more, water? more buffering compounds, more salts mm-hmm. going into the water. But uh, here again, you know, if you if you if you get if you get a profile of your brewing water and you look at that profile and say, oh, I'm calcium deficient, mm-hmm. or I've got too much alkalinity. Mm-hmm. Well, then you know exactly what you need to do to fix it. You need to get more calcium, or you need to get rid of alkalinity. Five two is not doing either of those things. Mm-hmm. It is putting in uh, like phosphate, phosphates, and potassium, and other mm-hmm. things uh, in an attempt to strong arm the the buffering chemistry of that of the wort to get it you know closer to five two. But it's not as effective as actually adding calcium or you know adding acid to remove the alkalinity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's why I really can't recommend it. I mean, everything else Five Star makes is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, this make, one product, I think, product. is is a solution without the correct understanding of the problem. Mm. Okay. All right. This question is from craft beer geek have there been any tests done with different types of kiln malt to determine ph of those particular malts example using ro water with base malt crystal 30 crystal 60 black malt etc yes um breeze uh, did a a study on their malts this past uh this past year and i'm going to pu- be publishing that information in uh, how to in the next edition of how to brew that I'm working on, 
and it's also available um, in the MBAA conference proceedings. Um, but the thing about the thing about this data kind of a is basic that recap, yeah, yeah. The the anytime when you t- uh, titrate malts and you know uh, test their baseline pH, it's uh, it's really a single data point, and you know it's that lot of malt, um, you know from that crop year, um, and yes, I mean in general, if you were to get you know, five different samples across, you know, several different years, you would probably see um, a kind of a characteristic small range that this malt would test in. Um, but when you look at, say, Crystal 60 from Wireman versus Crystal 60 from Brees versus Crystal 60 from Hubert, you get uh, quite different answers. Mm-hmm. Um you know, differences in baseline pH of like three tenths. You know, um, four point six versus four point three versus you know four point nine. Well, I bet um, you the the highly kill malts are even more mm-hmm. across the board because yeah. right. you know uh, one person's chocolate is three hundred love a bond, one person's another is, is six hundred love a bond, and I right. I imagine right. the the pH impact is is more significant on something like that. Yeah, yeah, and in fact. Uh, it's not only pH. If you look in the water book and you look at the work AJ DeLang did, DeLang did on uh, titration, um, the the slope of the line, the amount of acid that it takes to actually change the pH, what is the, in actual sense the buffering capacity of the malt, mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. Um, Weirman Cara Aroma. Uh, had a buffering capacity of like 300 milliequivalents per kilogram. Mm-hmm. Um, a, uh, a another malt of a similar color, um, around f- uh, it's like 70 lova bond, mm-hmm. had um, only 35 milliequivalents mm-hmm. per kilogram. Mm-hmm. I mean. 10 times difference Mm -hmm. between those two malts of similar color Mm -hmm. because they were different barley varieties. They Mm -hmm. were processed in the malt, the maltster differently, you know, different recipes, different kilning and steeping and so on, um, creating different melanoidins. So even the, 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 the take up of, uh, uh, nutrients and minerals and metals and all that stuff from the soil yeah. It, it, it radically depends on where the, the, the grain was grown is yeah. going to affect the, the buffering capacity and, and, and what, uh, what effect it has on the pH and the mash and so many things, yeah? Right. So right now we just don't have enough data to say, you know, what, where the trends are, where the generalities are. I mm-hmm. mean, is, you know, is Crystal 120 generally going to be about 4.3 baseline pH and about you know, 60 milliequivalents per kilogram, mm-hmm. you know, or is it, it, does it turn out there's a range of plus or minus, you know, 30 milliequivalents on that? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just mm-hmm. don't know enough yet. Um, but, you know, mal- malting companies are looking at uh, the techniques and starting to uh, do some studies. And, you know, I think within, you know, five years or so, we'll start having enough data to start drawing some conclusions on where these things normally range. Of course, you know, it's, it, and like you're saying, normally range, 
you know, different crop years, different conditions, all this stuff is going to affect that stuff. So, right. you know, all, all the all the the brewers who want like I want an answer and I want a calculator that will tell me everything. It's like you know. It, just it, brew, brewing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brewing is still an art, and yeah. you need to, you know, brew and get a feel for, you know, your ingredients and how you're doing it, and you you need to participate in the, the artistry, and you'll get a feel for. Well, this should be around this pH, ah, uh, you know. Oh, it's it's a little bit off. So, you know, this batch mm-hmm. of grain, I need to be a little, you know, uh, more aggressive on my my pH adjustment or less aggressive or or whatever right. you're doing. It's, you know, all this all this information is wonderful, and it really does help. But don't get, you know, distracted from the, the base purpose of, you know, yeah. g- configuring a recipe and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the fundamentals of pH and, and boil and water and, uh, you know, fermentation and all that. You know, that can be done without, uh, you know, it's it's wonderful that people like John and the people from Brees and, uh, you know, the people he's working with are, are, are doing this this work and, and really, you know, delving into the research that gives us answers. But don't focus on those answers so much that you lose sight of brewing. Yeah. I mean, we're brewmasters for a reason mm-hmm. <laughs> because Indeed. there's a lot of intangibles that, you know, you have to you have to work at and practice at to uh to achieve well and i would say this it's like if you're buying brewing equipment you don't need to worry about you know what kind of uh you know uh stainless steel stainless it was or what kind of uh passivation or you know you know what kind of gas was used in the welds or whatever just trust that you could buy blickman engineering products and you get a quality product uh, you know, we split the details for you. Right, they're taking care of it for you. You're gonna, you're gonna be a winner. Just, just get your, get your Blickman Engineering gear. I vouch for it. That's quality stuff. You're gonna be, you're gonna be happy. People ask me all the time. It's like, well, you know, what should I buy? It's like, well, you go from a trusted manufacturer, somebody who's, you know, lives it, breathes it, and uh, wants you to be successful. That's the kind of manufacturer to go for. You know, the, the not somebody who's who's out to make a quick buck. Go for go for the person who lives their life in that way, and that's Blickman Engineering. I I think that uh, we're uh, going to <laughs> we're going to succeed. Uh, either either way you go, you're gonna you're gonna have uh, a great uh, time uh, with Blickman awesome. Engineering products. Thank you very much for being here, my, my dear friend, John Blickman. Love it. I have great times when, when I see you. Yep. I, cannot, uh, I cannot tell you how much hanging out with both of you uh, means to me. It is uh, one of the greatest things about doing this show and about being in the brewing industry. Is, yeah, we need to do it more often. Yes. Likewise. Well, if you want to keep seeing us hanging out together, I would suggest... Checking out BlickmanEngineering.com. Tell them how much you enjoy that they sponsor the show. Check them out. John at BlickmanEngineering.com. Tell him that you don't want us to go away. He needs to keep paying for the show so you can get it for free. There you go. There you go. That's a kind gift from Blickman Engineering to you. And uh, check out all their goodies on their website, BlickmanEngineering.com. Innovating your brew day. 
If you also want to see, you know, do a little bit more, check out the brewingnetwork.com slash store. We got goodies in there. We got growlers. We got we got uh, T-shirts. We got hoodies. We've got uh, keychains. We've got uh, coffee mugs. We've got uh, We signs. literally have none of those things. We have samurai swords. We, we've Sign got them all. Sign yeah, things like by everything, everything that's in the store is exactly what he is not saying. No, 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 no. Uh, I've seen it all there. I have some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you order the samurai sword, right? Yeah, from the yeah, porno yeah, store. <laughs> that's adamandeve.com. Check that out, too. All right. Uh, until then, Bruce Strong, everybody. Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong.